and welcome to another Solving History podcast. I'm Gemma. And I'm Emily. This time we take a look at a famous Tudor's death, the death of Amy Dudley. On the 8th of September 1560, Amy Dudley, the wife of the infamous Robert Dudley, was found dead at the bottom of a staircase. The resulting shock caused a crack in the relationship, whether romantically or friendly, between Dudley and Elizabeth I, and even today, the extent to which Dudley or the Queen were involved in Amy's death is still unclear. But the suspicious circumstances fueled gossip in the elite circles of Tudor society, and it still persists to this day. Who was Amy? So while we know about Amy's death, we don't really know too much about her life. What we do know is that she was born Amy Robsart on the 7th of June, 1532, and she was born to a wealthy family in Norfolk and raised in her mother's family home and grew into a well-educated and firmly Protestant woman, making her an ideal match for the sons of other wealthy Protestant families, such as the Dudleys. When both Amy and Robert were 17, they first met, and within a year, on the 4th of June, 1550, they were married in the presence of King Edward VI. Like many marriages in the 16th century, well, for the landed classes at least, it was certainly orchestrated by both of their families, but that's not to say that the couple were not happy for a time. Rather, some sources have suggested that it had been a case of the couple genuinely falling in love and both families giving their approval after deciding that the match would be beneficial for their social status. The couple didn't have an easy marriage, and not only due to scandal during the reign of Elizabeth I. In July 1553, the young Protestant King Edward VI died without an heir, leaving a power vacuum and a deadly struggle in England. Robert's father, the Duke of Northumberland, who had been King Edward VI's close advisor, had taken it upon himself to install Lady Jane Grey on the throne as the next legitimate Protestant heir, and conveniently appointed himself to be her close advisor. Rather than installing Mary I, Catholic daughter of Henry VIII and half-sister of Edward VI, this plot went quickly set and Northumberland, Robert Dudley and his brother Lord Guildford Dudley, who had married Lady Jane, were imprisoned in the Tower of London and sentenced to death. In the end, Robert would leave the Tower with his head, while his brother and Jane were both beheaded in February of 1554. Robert and Amy had remained close throughout his imprisonment and she was allowed to visit him regularly in the Tower. But while their marriage seemed strong, their future looked bleak. With the downfall of his family, the couple were penniless, relying on favours from Amy's family to keep them going, and still under the close watch of the now Queen Mary first government. The couple bounced from house to house until Elizabeth took the throne in 1558, and Dudley then saw his rise to power. Just as a quick aside, if you're interested in Lady Jane Grey, we have a podcast on her on our Patreon. Yes, and one on May the 1st is coming very soon. And then one on Elizabeth the 1st. All of the Tudor queens. All of the Tudor queens. Tangent aside, Robert Dudley's an interesting character, though. The fact that he left the tower with his head mm-hmm. is kind of remarkable, given that his grandfather, father and brother were all executed. Actually, they were all executed on the same scaffold. Yes, and all for being traitors. So it's not really surprising that Mary the first wanted to keep a close eye on him. No, not at all. So we know he didn't really get much power at court until Elizabeth came to the throne. But what was his relationship with the Queen like? Um, it's kind of an unknown. Gossip says one thing, history says perhaps another thing. So 
To start with, sources don't really agree when Robert and Elizabeth first met. Some say that they knew each other in childhood, while others suggest that they met while they were both imprisoned in the tower. But when Elizabeth did take the throne, she began to raise Dudley up in its in his standing, and it wasn't long until rumour call about an affair started to circulate. He wasn't popular at court owing to the fact that his family were convicted of treason and the scandal was further fueled by the fact that Dudley was still a married man and potentially flirting with the Queen at the same time. Although Dudley did still visit his wife occasionally, you know, she did also visit him, but they were, be, they were forbidden from being seen together in Elizabeth's presence. And Elizabeth would repeatedly demand that Dudley say he, quote, did nothing with her. So Elizabeth didn't want to hear anything about the marriage. She was seemingly jealous throughout her whole reign when it came to Dudley. And because of all of this, the marriage was becoming strained between the two. I mean, Amy spent an increasingly lonely life living in different country estates. And there's no record that the couple ever had children, nor that Amy was ever pregnant. We don't know what this may have done to her own mental health. I mean, at the time, heirs were a woman's, quote, duty. All the while, you know, she was living this quite lonely life. Her husband was courting the Queen, whether it was romantically or just for his own political gain. Before midsummer of 1560, Amy moved to Cumnall Place, which was leased by Dudley's steward, Anthony Foster, who was now the treasurer to his household and an MP for Abingdon, with rumours beginning to swell that Dudley was sending her poison so that he would be free to marry the Queen. I mean, that's quite a shift from they met and fell in love. Yeah. And she stood by him while he was in the tower to him kind of ignoring her and possibly sending her poison. Yes. Also, Elizabeth's behaviour, if true, because obviously we know there are varying sources, Mm -hmm. doesn't exactly scream platonic friendship. No, and, you know, it's well-documented throughout her reign that she was extremely jealous of anyone having a grip on Dudley. I mean, this wasn't his only marriage. Um, And he ended up marrying her cousin. And Elizabeth basically banished her cousin from court for it. So whether it was because she wanted to be able to have his friendship at all times and another one was getting in the way, or if it's, you know, romantic, we may never know. She was definitely um, quite distrustful, Elizabeth, especially as she got older. Definitely. Possibly because of all the arsenic in the makeup she was wearing. Could be, could be. <laughs> okay, so how does Amy end up dead? So on the morning of the 8th of September, 1560, she appeared quite agitated to her servants and she sent them away to a fair at Abingdon, becoming angry at any of those that suggested that they would stay with her. After an enjoyable day for the servants, on their return, they found the large house really deathly quiet and their mistress was dead, lying at the bottom of a staircase. Amy was only 28 years old at the time of her death and at the bottom of the staircase, which was only made up of eight stairs, she was found with her neck broken and two deep wounds in the back of the head. I mean, possibly not injuries, which you might expect to sustain if you'd only slipped and fallen down eight steps. Robert Dudley was informed the next day while he was in the presence of the Queen, and he seemed to be genuinely shocked at the news, and he immediately sent 
dispatches to the house demanding that the circumstances of her death be investigated. In fact, Amy's death caused so much gossip at court that the Queen had to distance herself from Dudley until they had a full report into the death, lest it cause political damage to her. The coroner's report, which gave the opinion of 15 gentlemen jurors at the of the neighbourhood who examined the body and the surroundings, concluded that Amy had, quote, left a certain chamber intending to descend the adjoining stairs and then had just fallen down the stairs. And we can still read the official report and it says, jurors say under oath that the aforesaid Lady Amy on 8th September in the aforesaid second year of the reign of the Lady Queen, being alone in a certain chamber within the home of a certain Anthony Forster, Esquire, in the aforesaid Cumna and intending to descend the aforesaid chamber by way of a certain steps of the aforesaid chamber there and then accidentally fell precipitously down the aforesaid steps to the very bottom of the same steps, though which the same Lady Amy there and then sustained not only two injuries to the head, one of which was a quarter of an inch deep and the other two inches deep, but truly also by reason of the accidental injury or that fall and of Lady Amy's own body weight falling down the aforesaid stairs, the same Lady Amy there and then broke her own neck on the account of which certain fracture of the neck, the same Lady Amy there, and then died instantly. And the aforesaid Lady Amy was found there and then without any other mark or wound on her body. And thus the jurors say on their oath that the aforesaid Lady Amy in the manner and form aforesaid by misfortune came to her death and not otherwise as they are able to agree at present in testimony of which fact for this inquest both the aforesaid coroner and also the aforesaid jurors have in turn affixed their seals on the day. Lots of legal jargon. The matter being officially closed, Dudley had his wife buried in a lavish ceremony and retired for six months of official mourning at his house in Kew. In the end, Dudley never married Elizabeth and he continued to live in the Queen's favour well until he, I mean, until he married the Queen's cousin and shot himself in the foot for a little while on that one. He died on the 4th of September, 1588, and whether their relationship had been romantic or not, Elizabeth was said to be totally devastated by his passing. Elizabeth went on to reign until the 24th of March, 1603, and the mystery surrounding Amy Dudley still interests historian to this day. That report kind of reads, you know, when you've got an essay, you're trying to make the word count. Yeah. Yeah. You just keep adding random words. So many of those words do not need to be in there. So many of those words. I mean, eight steps. I know it is possible, but she was completely alone in the house. Yes. Well, no. She'd had an argument with one of her maids, but basically shut herself away. Okay. But when, when you think somebody fell down a staircase in the Tudor Bridge, you kind of Think of one of those long, grand staircases you get in, like, country houses. Yes. And you think of the gowns they wore, and you think, oh, that's, that's kind of plausible. But to do that much damage on eight steps is quite impressive. Yeah. Because if you hadn't slipped down okay. the floor, because, you know, sometimes you fall down the same set of stairs continuously. Oh, I think that's just a you and I problem. Okay. <laughs> but, like, you think if she was going to, like, fall down the steps, she would have done it at some other point whilst people had been there? Perhaps. I mean, I guess. It wasn't the first time she'd gone up and down the stairs. Okay, fair. And it wasn't dark. No. You know. Yeah. So what are the theories around okay. this case? So 
There are four theories. The first theory or suspect belongs to Robert Dudley. So Dudley was known to be a social climber and according to court gossip, he and the queen were having an affair. If Amy was no longer in the way, he may have been free to marry the queen and then do what his father and brother had not been able to do and get himself a crown. There was rumours in court in March of 1560 that Robert was aiming to dissolve his marriage, but these just turned out to be baseless rumours and gossip. In the lead up to Amy's death, Robert had attempted to get medicine for her depression from Dr Bailey, who was the Queen's Professor of Physic at Oxford University, but the doctor refused because he was worried that Dudley was going to attempt to poison his wife. Furthermore, whilst publicly expressing grief about the passing of his wife, Robert privately paid the owner of Cumnor Place, which is where she died, £300, which is equivalent to 65000 today, then gifted the jury foreman and the subsequent inquest a substantial amount of velvet, which was a priceless commodity in the 16th century, and asked him to select a jury of, quote, discreet men before they had the inquest. It's unlikely that Dudley could have pushed Amy down the stairs himself as he had a very solid alibi for the murder, but it is possible that he'd organised for his wife to be killed. Okay, I mean, it sounds sus. Mm -hmm. And he obviously had money. Certainly wouldn't be the first or last man in history that's used that money to have his wife, especially if he thought it was going to up his social position like getting a crown mm-hmm. kind of the ultimate goal in the Tudor period yeah just to throw in a flip side to that um when obviously Amy was found dead both he and the queen knew that it could b- potentially blow up badly kind of like how it did for the queen of Scots so he could have also been using his money and influence to protect not only himself but also the queen in the way of it could have been completely innocent and he just wanted to get this inquest done to protect everyone rather than, yeah, it, being that's a fair sus- point. Rather than it being suspicious. So that is the flip side of that one. Especially if he did love Elizabeth and she was, you know, her reign was always an uphill battle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So who's your second suspect? Second suspect is the Queen. Was it possible that the Queen herself had either encouraged Robert to kill his wife or maybe even organised it herself? I mean, the idea that she arranged it does seem a little bit far-fetched given her general reluctance to make rash decisions during her reign. However, the day before Amy's death, which was coincidentally the Queen's birthday, she was reported to have told Bishop Quadra, who was the Spanish ambassador, that Amy Dudley was, quote, dead or nearly so. I mean, could this have been a slip on the Queen's part, owing to some excitement that maybe soon she could have, you know, been marrying Robert? I mean, that's quite an incriminating thing to say. Definitely. But also careless. And Elizabeth wasn't careless. No. And I mean, the flip side to that is that there'd been a lot of talk about Amy not being well and also being depressed so it could have been more to do with her illness rather than her suddenly being bumped off also i kind of maybe reading too much into this but the spanish weren't overly fond of elizabeth no 
And it was a Spanish ambassador that she told this to, a bishop, no less. Yeah, but I believe we know... at this point they were still trying to marry her off to people that would be in Spanish interests. So they wanted to know the lay of the land with everything. Yeah, it still doesn't feel like she'd make that kind of a slip around them. No. Again, maybe I've just read too many spy novels. Maybe, but she was very clever. She'd had a very difficult life and knew how to play the court game. This is what I'm saying. If she was going to let her guard down around somebody, it doesn't feel like it would be a Spanish bishop. No. You probably wouldn't be telling a man of God that you were planning on killing someone. Especially of a religion that you're not a part of. Yeah. And a country that you're already kind of at odds with. Yeah. It's probably not the best idea. Okay. Well, as, as far as witnesses go, I'd put him low down on my list of mm-hmm. believability. Yeah. Okay, so who's number three on the list? Number three is Dudley's enemies. So one theory is that Amy's death was organised by Dudley's enemies at court because they knew that her death would mean that Elizabeth would be forced to distance herself from Dudley. In fact, Elizabeth's chief spy, William Cecil, was known to resent Dudley for the influence that he held over the Queen. And only a few months prior to Amy's death, he'd been considering handing in his resignation as he'd lost influence with the Queen to Dudley. And I mean, it wouldn't have been beyond the spymaster general to arrange Amy's death in order to remove Dudley from the Queen's confidence. I mean, we know Cecil was quite cunning. Mm -hmm. So I guess it makes, that's quite a good theory. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be Cecil. It could have been any of Dudley's enemies. It's not like he made lots of friends whilst he was rising up the ranks. This is true. And I, I mean, yeah, I guess also like he would have been tarred with the traitor brush because of his family. Yeah. So there would have been those at court already looking for a reason to get rid of him because of those family ties. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah, that's quite a big pool of suspects, really. Yeah. Okay. So what's our fourth theory? So, fourth and final theory is possibly the saddest theory and that it's Amy's death was self-inflicted either by suicide or an accidental fall. I mean Amy was reported to be depressed at the time of her death and she was seemingly competing with the most powerful woman in the country for the affection of her husband and being left alone by him for long stretches of time. But not only this but Amy was convinced that she was terminally ill after discovering a cyst on her breast and Deferra and De Quadra, both foreign ambassadors, referred at different times to rumours that Amy suffered from what was known as malady in her breast. However, throwing oneself down a flight of stairs is almost certainly not the way someone would attempt suicide, as there wouldn't have been a guarantee of death. And I mean, the staircase in question only had eight steps. The mystery surrounding Amy's death is further deepened when we look at her state of mind that morning. She seemed very anxious that all of the servants would leave the house. I mean, was she expecting a visitor? Or did she see it maybe as a perfect chance to end it all? Now, the evidence of her depression 
comes from two sources. And the first one is the maids when they when she was questioned after Amy's death and she admitted that Amy prayed daily on her knees to deliver her from her situation. And the second came from Leicester's Commonwealth, which was written as an attack on Dudley by an anonymous Catholic writer, but it wasn't published until 1584, so it came a lot later. So whether or not she was depressed could kind of be called into question. I mean, that's just sad to think about. Yeah. I feel like if she was going to commit suicide, though, like you say, throwing yourself down a flight of stairs, not the greatest way to do it. No. Unless it was uh, not an attempt to commit suicide, but maybe to get to injure herself enough that he'd come back from court. Maybe. But I do wonder if throwing herself down the stairs and breaking the leg would have been enough to let Elizabeth let him go. Yeah, I, I doubt it. But then you don't always think rationally in those situations. No, also true. So we've reached the end and now it's over to you to make your minds up. I mean, was Amy's death a premeditated murder by an adulterous husband? Was it a planned assassination by the Crown? Did Dudley's enemies see a weakness that they could exploit for their own gain? Or was it a case of suicide on Amy's part? What do you think? I don't know. In, in honesty, all, all of those theories have merit. I'm inclined to disregard the suicide one because, mm-hmm. as you said, there, were, there was no guarantee that was going to work. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if that had been her plan, she'd have picked something more likely to work. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she could have easily got hold of a poison that she knew would do it. Yeah. Um. Do I believe Dudley and the Queen were involved? Maybe, but it still feels risky. Yeah. They must have known that if her death was called into question, there would have been no way that they would have been able to get married because they would have known what happened to the Queen of Scots. Yeah. I feel like if if they were going to be involved, they would have maybe made it look more like natural causes. Mm -hmm. If she was really sick, they would have maybe waited a bit longer. Yeah. Um, as for it being one of Dudley's enemies, I guess it makes sense. Them thinking if they kill her in a way that looks sus, he'll have to leave court. Mm-hmm. But it also feels a bit like they could have just gone after him. But there must have been other options. Yeah. But she was extremely persistent that everyone needed to leave the house which is kind of suspicious in a way why would she want them all gone yeah and being agitated about it It wasn't a case of no no all go just to have a nice time it was no you all need to leave the house yeah unless she knew something was coming yeah Ooh, that really is a mystery Mm -hmm. i really i'm really excited to see what theories uh people come up with how people vote on this one because I'm, I'm not sure. No. It's not what an easy one to figure out, is it? It's kind of a fun No. Thing. Not at all. But yeah. Let us know what your thoughts are on social media or in our Spotify polls. Join us next time when I will be presenting a solving history case to be decided.
So until then, take care of yourselves and each other. <laughs>